Hey, Amanda, nice to have you today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I know we both work with VIA, but I don't know, I don't know too much about you. We've just talked a little bit in the chat. So why don't you tell me a little bit about how you came to join VIA? Uh, you know, I've, I've followed VIA for quite a while, and um, there came a point where, where I think Logan just kind of reached out to me um, about being a team member and creating some memes, basically, and whatnot. And uh, the mission of VIA is something that I've, I've felt very passionately about for a long time. So, so I'm glad that you guys brought me on. Oh, fantastic. We're happy, very happy to have you. And you do make... You do make some awesome memes. You and DJ are fantastic on that. And so talk a little bit about this new fundraiser that we're starting to help. Well, a lot of our fundraisers, you know, focus on disasters or kids in need. But this one, specifically on adults and even more so on elderly folks. So tell us a little bit about um, what was the idea behind that? You know, I, I'm I'm in a uh, a small rural community, and um, I have a girlfriend here whose grandmother was turning 99, and she's essentially been on lockdown the whole time from COVID. She hasn't been able to see her grandmother except for through a glass window. Um, funny thing is, she she tested positive for COVID and was totally asymptomatic, not showing any symptoms at all, and then um, got vaccinated, and she became deathly ill, and that was the only time that the facility said, you need to come see her now, and, you know, she went through that fine. Um, she survived. She's okay now, but she became so ill that they finally got to see her, so she's turning 99 the other day, and they organized this huge drive through where basically... Um, you know, people in the community can come wave at her through the window and there were hot rods and balloons and cookies and, you know, we made cards and everything. Um, but it's just, it, it's just sad that, that so many of these elders are, I don't want to say forgotten, but not a top priority to a lot of people. It's kind of like they're tucked away out of sight, out of mind. And especially with the COVID lockdown, um, they've been separated from their families and that plays a huge role in their mental health and, you know, as, as well as the family members. Wow. I, I was just thinking as you were talking about it, like everything, it all seems so backward. Like, no, you can't see anyone, even though you're seem perfectly oh. healthy. Can't see anyone until you're almost, almost dead from the thing we gave you to try to stop you from getting sick. I've had that happen to people that I work with too. They test positive and, they're perfectly fine. Then they get the shot and they feel like they're going to die. They're better in a couple of days, but sure. they're all young people that I work with. And uh, some older folks I know have not been so fortunate, but yeah. And especially, especially the part at the end, like I see where they were coming from. Like let's, let's try to do this nice thing for this lady. But it, when you can't actually talk to someone or they won't let you, and you have to go to this roundabout thing. It's just, like, at what point do you not see the ludicrousness of what you're doing? That's just... And, and you know, physical contact, I mean, just something as simple as a hug. Like, you know, humans are designed for that connection. And um, 
you know, exactly. Staying behind a glass window to view your loved ones and having to talk on the phone is just not not the same. And, you know, it's been really hard for her whole family to, to go through this past year like yeah, that. I believe it. Uh, especially when it's so, I mean, what, she's 99 years old, you say? Yeah, That's, just turned 99. Uh, all of this stuff right towards the end. That's just crazy. But, and then your idea is, in her case, I think is is extraordinary because probably of her age, the whole community kind of gathered around her. But mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who are, you know, in late 60s, 70s, 80s, who uh, they don't have extraordinary age for our time. So they just kind of languish. And it's weird because people, they... They say they think about them, but I don't think they really consider them. Because one of the things behind all of this um, virus stuff has been, oh, we've got to got to protect the elderly and people at risk. But it stops there, just keeping them alive. And thinking yes. about that lady, you know, not seeing, not seeing your family, not seeing your grandchildren, alone, all day, in your room in the elderly care facility. What kind of life is that? Yeah, I mean, they've essentially shut down um, a lot of the community exercises and things that they do, you know, like the, the community group area, the recreation areas are, were off limits for a long time. I'm not sure if they open back up, but, you know, thousands and thousands of, of these adults in care across the country are experiencing this um, and their families, too. And then And then not just the seniors, but, you know, there's adults in care facilities that can't take care of themselves, disabled adults. And, and um, I think it's just a thing that's kind of, I don't want to say glossed over, but a, a lot of people just kind of don't think about that, you know, unless it affects them personally. Mm -hmm. And, and, and actually the biggest need that I'm, I'm finding as I'm calling out to these facilities is hygiene products. And mm -hmm. it's up, yeah, it's up to the families to disperse these hygiene products and they're not getting there in a timely fashion. And so the facilities are trying to make up for that. Mm -hmm. um, besides, you know, the arts and craft supplies and whatnot, but. Okay. So then that's, of course, we're asking for um, typically monetary donations uh, from mm -hmm. supporters of VIA and our campaigns. So you mentioned hygiene products and like our Art supplies. Where is this? Where is this money going to go towards? How is it going to help these folks? Well, I mean, just basic hygiene supplies, shampoo, soap, um, lotions for their dry skin and whatnot. That's that's going to be huge for them. Um, the facilities are the ones I've talked to are having a hard time um, staying on top of that. I don't know if it's a budget issue or, or what it is, but they're getting low on supplies. So. That's really weird. You think that would be the kind of thing that, like, that they would supply as just part of their services, but I guess not. Yes, I'm used yeah. to it, working in a hospital where they, they do all that stuff, but a hospital mm -hmm. and an elderly care facility are not the same thing. So, huh. and then you mentioned art supplies. Yeah, things to occupy their time, keep them busy, you know. Um, Obviously, the seniors would have different different things they'd like to spend the money on, um, different crafts than 
the adults and disabled care or the disabled adults in care, I should say. Um, that dog going crazy. <laughs> Told you they're reactive. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, different beading supplies, paint, they do, a lot of the facilities do a lot of um, rock painting and then they'll go out to the, the garden and place the rocks and stuff like that. So paint brushes, different paints, um, word searches, you know, things to kind of keep them busy. Hmm. So it sounds like this one is a little bit different. A lot of our fundraisers are towards meeting like emergency needs, trying to be stopgap measures, keep people alive, help them out of certain situations. But this, it seems more like enrichment. Yes, absolutely. M mental health and, um, you know, then with the, the hygiene supplies, that's, I mean, that's something that every person should be able to access, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't I don't know exactly why they're having issues supplying those, but I didn't dive into that. I think it's I think it's important like you say it's something that's often forgotten like people don't think beyond uh, nowadays like number of cases or number of deaths and if you're not dead and you're not infected then that's okay but there's a lot more to life than that and I think it it gets forgotten in the craziness of today's world so yeah. And these people, especially, they can't go out and just purchase something from the store. Mm -hmm. And uh, the elderly folks, either they're afraid of getting sick, the facilities won't let them out. And people who are disabled in care, they can't get things for themselves, most of them. So definitely a need here. And one, like you said, often forgotten. Yeah, they're 100%. Um relying on others you know so I, I think it's really important for communities to you know if you're called to reach out to some of these facilities and see what you can do even um you know granted there won't be any visits i know a lot of places have volunteers that come and visit them and um you know there's just so much more this pandemic has taken such a different toll on people and and a lot of it is is a mental health thing and a, a heartbreak Mm-hmm. That's very true. Now, one thing I thought uh, was interesting about this is a lot of our fundraisers and campaigns that we do are precipitated by some kind of disaster. Oh, there's the winter freeze down in Texas. There's a hurricane, tornadoes. But this one was quite a bit different because this uh, virus stuff has been going on, of course, for a while. And it wasn't an idea that one of the board members came up with. This this was your idea, right? Yes, it was my idea. Okay, so tell, tell us a little bit about how how that came to be, how you got this idea off the ground. Um, you know, like I said, I've I've watched. It, it's something I've always been very passionate about is is adults in in assisted living. Um, I, I have some deeply personal reasons for that, but um, watching my girlfriend here with her family, you know, and, and the stories of only being able to visit through the window. And, you know, I went down and, and uh, the whole community was there, but it was just all through this glass window. And, and I just can't help but think about all the people that are essentially locked away for their safety 
you know, but they're, they're struggling with depression and missing their loved ones and, and not having that human interaction. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I think that's really personal reasons you felt, kind of felt compassion for these people, felt the pain of their situation and you wanted to do something about it. So you did. Absolutely. And, you know, some, something I'm really passionate about is, is uh, mental health awareness and um, watching the rising suicide rates in children and adults and teens throughout this pandemic. And, and that's something that I don't think we talk about very much. Um, but if you look at the rates over the past year, things have just skyrocketed. And I think it's very important that we care for our communities mental health just as much as we do um any other way we would care for them that's really that's really profound and i think i think your story is really neat and the story of via generally because one thing i think that's gotten a lot of people in this is the feeling of helplessness like oh there's there's nothing i can do this is so big so beyond me but you see a need and you saw something you could do, and now we're putting on this fundraiser to help people. And I think that not only helps people directly, but also shows that you're not powerless. You don't have to sit around waiting for someone in Washington to come and help you. You can Absolutely. go out on the street, help people yourself. Yep, yep. And, and you, don't, you can do it without... Um anybody telling you to you know and, and that's what freedom is 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 being able to choose how to love i really like that that's a great way of putting it <laughs> fantastic anything else you'd like us to know about about this via fundraiser about yourself i'm i'm stoked about it i'm really excited about this and i i hope that we can uh you know make some people make some people smile and and feel good about themselves um and i'm i'm really grateful that you guys chose to pick this one up so thank you well, thank you for thinking of it and for putting in the determination to get it off the ground you know you did a lot of work behind the scenes on that so we're all really excited about it all right, well, thank you very much, Amanda, and I hope you have a great day. You too. Thank you for having me. Well, everyone, that's it for today's episode. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm going to put a link to the fundraiser in the description of this podcast. So if you've got a few bucks, please feel free to donate. If you don't, well, remember the nearest elderly person in your life. Think about them and go tell them hi. Let them know that they're are not forgotten. Thanks very much, and until next time, keep a voluntary view.